This is Nightlife with Philip Clark on ABC Radio. Tomorrow, it's RBA Rate Rise Tuesday once again, 2.30pm. Will the nation's mortgage holders take another hit? Another quarter of a percentage rate rise. The betting's close to 100%. I don't know how they work this out, that the answer will be yes on that. So let's break down why the bank is so keen to in- increase borrowers' pain. Peter Martin's the business and economy editor of The Conversation, and he reckons there's one particular phrase we should all be looking for in the RBA Governor's statement tomorrow. Peter Martin, good evening. Welcome to Nightlife. Good evening. It's a sort of Elton John phrase. You remember Benny and the Jets? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, you remember the yes, the plural? That yeah. was actually not Elton. That was his backing band making the yes land, go on forever. And it's the S that mattered. So uh, the Governor, in his statement at the end of the February board meeting, uh, used new words, not used before. And all that was relevant was the S. He said the board expects that further increases, plural, mm. in interest rates will be needed over the months ahead. Now, that was uh, the months ahead, taken to mean the next few months. Plural is taken to mean there's going to be more than one more. Now, until that point, until February, people had been thinking, ah, oh, maybe they'll increase it then. Inflation's probably mm. on the way down. We now know it is on the way down. Um, and uh, the markets were expecting that. The markets suddenly changed. These words are not put in accidentally. The previous uh, meeting, uh, the December meeting, uh, the bank has January off, uh, the December meeting, they, they said, uh, the board expects further increases, but it is not on a preset course. No reference to that. So mm. preset course, people expecting it. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be one quarter of 1%, and it won't be the last if we are to believe the governor. And I think mm. there are good reasons to believe the governor. Why is that the case, as given, as you say, that they, one, don't know what effect in the economy previous rate rises have had and are having, and two, uh, interest of the inflation rate is heading down. The the monthly figure is headed down. We we get one every month, but people only look at the uh, quarterly still because the monthly thing's fairly new. The quarterly peaked or it reached a, a high point, a 7.8, you know, highest in 30 years um, in December. We won't have another figure for a while, but if we look at what's happening everywhere, we, we, we can be certain it's coming down. So mm. the US has been falling for seven months, down from uh, 9.1 to 6.4. UK been falling for four months, down from 11.1 to, uh, to 10.1. Now, the, the things to note there are that uh, their rates are a lot higher than ours, so we're a lot higher than ours. And um, to the extent that inflation's imported, you know, higher oil prices, things like that, um, that's uh, yesterday's story. The question is, and this is what the Reserve Bank can control with uh, high interest rates, the extent to which it's because we're spending too much. And Mm. uh, everything you see, everything you've seen in the last month from consumer confidence, which is to levels not seen, lows not seen since the uh, financial crisis to uh, unemployment's going up. Retail spending has been uh, flat from December, September through to December. It was no no Christmas uh, to boast about. GDP growth, we had that, you know, economic growth. Yeah, it was positive 
half a percentage point positive, but uh, that was all due to uh, ex exports and imports. Uh, without that, the economy wouldn't have grown at all. Um, we uh, it, Spending on housing is way down. Building approvals down 45% over the year. Exactly. There's no, 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 no point in going on, really. So, I, I mean, we have clear... Firstly, we know inflation is not coming from overseas like it was. And uh, secondly, we know it's not coming from home. The, the wage increases that the Reserve Bank was so worried about, latest figures, 3.4% uh, over the year. Call that pig if you want, mm. but it's not. So your question, though, Phil, is why? Well, why, given well, why, that? given all of this, and the wage growth, as you say, I mean, inflation has not been driven by wages. Wages growth is at a figure where both the well, the Reserve Bank and the government should be happy with that figure. That's about what they want, I would, I would imagine. So, uh, well, it's a bit on the low side, Phil. Yeah, well, uh, it's well, actually I got it wrong. It, it's three point three percent, up from three point two. Hmm. Yeah, so so nothing, nothing happening there really yeah. in, in terms of changes. So why? Why, so why? 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 I think psychology has a lot to do with it. Uh, the psychology of Philip Lowe, uh, it's more of a reserve banker psychology. So Philip Lowe took the job, he's about to finish, uh, and he knows he won't be extended. He doesn't expect to be extended. Uh, he finishes uh, in September this year. Mm. He took the job in September 2016. Now, there's a sort of tradition which is that you leave the house in good order. Um, when he took over, uh, the meeting before he took over, his uh, predecessor uh, cut interest rates uh, and uh, in order to, to make things as they should be, and interest rates remained steady under Philip Lowe for about three years. He, in other words, uh, the, 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 the governor had set things up so that inflation was where it should be. Now, this governor would really like to bequeath to his successor inflation, if not where it should be, 2 to 3% is their target instead of nearly 8%, but heading smoothly back to that target. He has nothing to lose by doing that in the sense that he doesn't want to be extended or he doesn't expect to be extended. So uh, he is his own man, in a sense, answerable to no one. There is a way the parliament can overrule the governor, but uh, it involves the governor-general and so on. It's pretty complicated. Never happened. Um, he uh, need answer to no one uh, other than his board, who uh, you know, presumably uh, vote with him um, after being persuaded. And he wants to bequeath a house in good order. The only thing that would uh, cause him uh, sort of doubt about that is... Uh, if he thought it was getting near the stage where there would be a recession in Australia, and uh, it doesn't look like uh, you know that that'll be a particular risk um, in his time in mm. office, so he, he he doesn't answer to Jim Chalmers, the treasurer. He doesn't answer to anyone. He does not want to leave an embarrassingly high inflation rate for his successor. Mm. All right, can we talk to? Uh, can we? We'll find out tomorrow anyway. Um, can we talk about the? Uh, the Treasury fact sheet that was issued after the Treasurer's utterances about superannuation. This decision, of course, announced with extraordinary rapidity in a way. The, the Treasurer flew a kite and then two weeks later, all of a sudden, there's a policy decision and the government says, this is what we are going to do. Now, 
it was announced very quickly. Maybe the government decided that they better get this uh, pain and broken promise over quickly. Uh, but then Treasury, of course, had to sort out a fact sheet to explain how the whole thing would work. And it's a bit more complicated than the government might have given you to believe. Oh, yeah. You know, business figures, they say to each other, OK, here's the deal. Shake hands. Now they send it to their lawyers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their lawyers, their accountants to work out how it works. The fact sheet was going to come out on the day that this happened, which was Tuesday last week. It didn't. Uh, late Wednesday it came out and... Uh, I think when you leave things to um, to money people or, or lawyers, they tend to put in lots of clauses that sort of make it uh, perhaps nastier than you expected. Uh, a few things. Um, one is that um, it's an extra 15% tax on, yeah, I've got no sympathy for people with uh, $3 million in super, but uh, for what it's worth, it's an extra 15% tax on them, but that on the earnings will, in the fund, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the earnings in the fund, but that, that tax will not be discounted. Like, usually it's discounted. Most super funds be lucky if they pay 7%. Mm. That's because they get a discounted rate on capital gains. There'll be no discount on capital gains. Also, capital gains will be calculated in the way that they should be, I think. Um, you know, at the moment, if you own something, you, uh, you buy shares, you don't get taxed even though the shares go up in value, until you finally sell them. You usually sell them at a point that's convenient to you tax-wise, or you, or you don't get taxed if you have a rental property until you sell it. Same thing, you sell it mm -hmm. at a convenient time. Um, there, <laughs> there will not be that uh, ability for the funds. They will be taxed on the value of their assets, be they property, be they shares, as they, are, as they accrue. So if you like... Um, the government is trying to make sure this is uh, real, this raises real money. They're playing hardball. And by the way, uh, th th this is quite a reasonable thing to do. I mean, this is how we pay rates. We don't um, have our uh, you know, rates, uh, council rates adjusted um, in line with uh, the, the value of our property when we decide to sell it. We have it adjusted as the uh, uh, general uh, assessed values of the neighbourhood go up. Pensioners also uh, for their uh, assets test. If a pensioner owns a rental property, they it's a, 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 the, the value of the property, regardless of uh, them waiting to sell it, is taxed. So there's that. The the, the other things. Um, uh, one is that. Uh, there's a lot of people, I mean, they're quite old now because most of these schemes are closed, but there's uh, a lot of people who are in defined benefit schemes. Fairfax, I think, you used to work there once, right? Yeah, still, uh, I think there's still quite a few people on defined benefit schemes, that's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but but um, with all due respect, Philip, they need to be people of a certain vintage. That's true. Because mm. uh, the, these these schemes have uh, been closed to, to new entrants. Um, but uh, the Commonwealth is a big one. Uh, Defence... Um, uh, Anthony Albanese is on one, uh, but Jim Chalmers isn't because they uh, mm. they turned the parliamentary one into one like uh, other super schemes. Um, we're getting an idea from the Treasury. It's hinted at in, in their statement, but uh, in what they're saying uh, sort of privately uh, of how this will work, um, because you, you can't say if you've got three million, because if you're getting a defined benefit payment of uh, $60,000 a year, well, that's not three million, no. but it's still is right. It's still worth a lot. So uh, the uh, calculation they'll use, and there, there's been a precedent, uh, another super measure earlier, would tend to suggest this is the 
information I have, which isn't solid yet, would tend to suggest that um, if you're earning $200,000 per year, you'll be slugged with a bit more tax. You, you'll pay the tax uh, as you get that $200,000. So instead of being tax-free uh, or instead of being taxed somewhat, it'll be taxed more. Some people might be tax-free. Um, so most most retired public servants, or dare I say Fairfax ABC employees, you know, Coles Meyer employees, whatever, will not have to worry. The people who will have to worry and, you know, while I'm a, a person of considerable uh, generosity, I'm not particularly concerned about Ken Henry, uh, David Murray, former head of the Commonwealth Bank, Henry, former head of the Treasury, uh, Albo, uh, mm. Catherine Campbell, who was the the, the woman behind uh, RoboDebt in uh, social services. Uh, these people who are retired on very high salaries and get, or have, some of them haven't yet retired, uh, and get a large proportion of that salary for the rest of their life, they will have to pay more tax. It looks as if there are very few of them. It looks as if there are 8,000 or so, which, you know, add that to the 80,000 and um, you've got a, a, a large figure. Yeah. The, 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 or you don't have a large figure. Mm. The, the, the other thing to, to know that came out in Parliament today in uh, question time is that, um, remember, we were told that uh, it'd be a one half of one percent of the uh, working population would be affected. Well, this of course, is, <laughs> this, that's right. This is just this is just a deceit in a way, isn't it? Because here we go again with the age-old argument, which is I was told many years ago by uh, as a young journalist, I remember by an old crusty political economics correspondent who said, "Do not trust anything the government ever says on taxation until they introduce tax indexation. That would keep yes. them, that would keep them honest." And this, and they did do it, by the way, so for a very well, take... for a very brief period. <laughs> but this this superannuation change is not indexed. So, although it's not many now, by the end of the decade, it'll be quite a lot. And in thirty years' time, you can extrapolate, and mm. uh, they did in Parliament today. And uh, Jim Chalmers and Katie Gallagher, the Finance Minister, uh, fessed up. It'll be uh, one in ten. Mm. So uh, now, mind you, that's still not a lot. <laughs> right. But nonetheless, um, that's what it would be because uh, $3 million, if they keep the ceiling at $3 million for this extra tax, after a while, $3 million becomes rather less with right. inflation, right? right? But this, as you just pointed out, this is how it is with our income tax. That's right. Right? This is the government gets all of this, uh, doesn't need to announce any measures to get extra money. Because every it, year they uh, do. It's <laughs> called bracket creep. And then they get they, they ask for a reward. They go to us and say, oh, aren't we good? We moved back the thresholds. Or, we adjusted or, the rates. Oh, or, we gi- or we're giving you a tax cut. Wow. Yeah, which isn't a tax cut. Which isn't now, no. what will happen with this super measure and uh, – you know, I'm interested in super, so I'm interested in the super measure, but frankly, no one else should be because it will hardly apply to anyone. Mm. What will happen to this super? And it's still concessional, by the way. I mean, even if you're paying 30% on super, if you're on the top tax rate, that's still a good deal. But um, it, what will happen with this measure is that in time, well before 30 years, five years, 10 years, whatever, they'll say, oh, you know, it's starting to bring a few people into that net. They'll have a budget measure. They'll say, we'll lift it to four million. We'll lift it. And for the opposition or, or for anyone to say, why don't they index it? 
I mean, that's right. That's right. They should. They should index income tax. Because now, I'm not a low-tax person. Be, no. I mean, I think the government should um, get more tax, but I do think they should, you know, for the services we'll need, but I do think they should ask mm. for it. That's right. That's right. It would, it would keep them honest. And uh, while they don't index things, I think all these statements are pretty much fundamentally dishonest about what they're raising. Um all right. I, do, I, do, I do think Phil, it would keep us honest too because if the government needed to go to us and ask for more money, we would then be forced to consider that request and say yes or no. Yes or no. No would mean less money for hospitals or, or whatever we, we wanted it spent on. It would connect us more with the reality that money has to come from somewhere. I'm a big fan of it, but uh, to say it should happen for uh, millionaire, multi-millionaires on super and not for everyone else is, I think, uh, um, a bit rich. All right, Peter, good to chat. Thank you. You too. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.